Hi, welcome to Catnip and Chill. Our episode this week is late because we lost one of the cats of the podcast. Our sweet friend Daniel passed away and we would like to dedicate this episode to him. He was very loved and he will be missed dearly. So if you have a pet at home, make sure you give them an extra good squeeze today and tell them how much you love them. Daniel, we miss you. Bye. everybody hi welcome to catnip and chill this is our second episode of the new year how exciting happy new year happy new year how are you doing on your uh, new year's resolution sheena i'm staying on point i mean i haven't been exercising as much day by day as i should but i'm slowly increasing because it definitely is a battle in which i have to tell myself I am starting from zero. So some of these are really hard. So especially when I'm doing like core strength or something with endurance, I do kind of like lose steam fast because my body has to start from zero again. So I think it's just like getting frustrated and forgiving myself and then getting back on the horse. So it's been, I guess, up and down some hills and plateaus, but my goal is to try to create more of a pattern and be more on it. That's good. I too, I'm starting kind of from zero with this exercise. Although I have exercised, was it eight, nine days in a row, according to the Peloton app? What did I do today? I did like dance cardio because I didn't want to go outside running because it's very cold right now. I I can't dance. I cannot uh, choreograph well and dancing is hard and I'm stiff as a board, but no one's watching. So it's fine. (laughs) But I do love the Peloton app. I mean, not sponsored, but I love it. It's it's been something I I really enjoy it. I really do. There's a lot of people on there that are just so like fun to watch. They hire some very good trainers. I have to say, I really enjoy it a lot. I know. But, like, do you have to have a, like a theatrical <laughs> like skill? Cause I feel like people are so good at talking to just a TV screen and especially when they're encouraging you, it's kind of like, no one's in there, but them though. They must, they really love their job or something. I know. I know. Actually, there's one, um, one trainer like Maddie, he's got a complicated last name, but he talks about like his days as a drama kid. So yeah, he does have a bit of a theatrical background and he's actually really fun to watch. I like watching his stretching videos and like listening to him on his running videos. It's just really nice. Um, yeah, not sponsored, but I do like it. It's the only thing that I've stuck around with the longest, to be honest. (laughs) really enjoy it thanks yeah, Belton. You get these little Please sponsor me give me a bike thanks yeah and they give you like these little stamps like oh you've done 10 rides or like you've done completed this little scenario and it's like so it's fun to get little achievements and share yeah they reward you like a dog <laughs> good here's a cookie <laughs> like, yay 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 uh i've also done well with dry january me me and mike are doing it um so we made like seltzer and cranberry juice cocktails over the weekend and we both were in bed by like 11 o'clock on Saturday we had like nothing to do and I was like wow I'm really boring (laughs) with that alcohol but we woke up like Saturday morning bright and early we cleaned the whole kitchen we took everything out of all the cabinets and like threw like all this stuff away and organized everything and then we did the same thing on Sunday we like cleaned the house and took the dog for a bright and early walk I was like oh look at all this energy I have we're not hung over this is fabulous so I think a lot of detrimental effects as we're going to talk about later in the episode but I feel like I'm doing well too again I don't drink a lot but doing dry January and I'm also adding on another challenge that by saying like 
basically no soda in January. So I have an addiction to Coca-Cola. I love it. And it's a lot of calories you don't need and sugars you don't need in Coca-Cola, uh, especially high fructose corn syrup. So I'm trying to wean myself off that addiction. And I've been really good about not drinking any soda pop at all and no alcohol, even though like, you know, I've been through situations like, you know, recently my cat passed away. It was very upsetting. I didn't give into like drinking alcohol to comfort myself or even drinking soda. I will, I do eat chocolate, but I, chocolate's always going to be my vice and that's okay. <laughs> chocolate is good for you. Dark chocolate's good for you though. It is. I mean, my vice is like cookies and chips. We've been- I, chocolate. I can never take chocolate out of my diet. I'll be. Well, you're not supposed to deprive yourself of things you enjoy all the time. We've been trying to put things in a bowl too. Instead of eating the whole bag of chips, let's just put it in a smaller bowl and just eat what's in the bowl. I had a salad for lunch today. I was like, what? (laughs) I am eating more home-cooked meals, so I haven't really eaten outside as much. Although I will say this week we did like falter a little bit. We did order um, pizza in the other day because it was really cold. We were lazy. We just wanted to have a lazy Sunday and stay inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And today I'm eating frozen yogurt, but for the most part, we've been doing good about eating healthy. So I'll usually eat like for a snack, like some applesauce or some grapes or something like that range. And so I'm, I'm trying to stay track. So I feel like I'm doing well in that aspect. I'm making, you know, my own breakfast, my own dinners, eating less outside so I can save more money and also eat healthier so I can just eat what I like. Because most of the times we get stuff outdoors, it's just all processed crap yeah. um, in the industry. So I'm being good about that resolution as well. The only resolution I haven't started yet is my foreign language um, part of my resolution because I'm now I'm like in flux like what do I want to do this or that because now I'm kind of like I should probably learn Spanish again because that's that was my original language that I lost as a kid and I'm like well I should probably learn my native tongue before <laughs> I learn another thing because French Italian Spanish are all romance languages and easily to get confused um, so I was like I should probably go back to Spanish so once I decide the final one then I'll start it, but that still hasn't begun yet. Oh, Spanish is easy. You can definitely pick that up and like breeze through it. Once you start getting it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. So I think you'll pick that up pretty quickly. And you can do more than one language on Duolingo at the same I time. Know, my brain do one thing at a time. <laughs> I haven't done my language thing either. I wanted to learn Portuguese again. Because I, I like the Duolingo thing. It's just really simple and easy. And you do kind of like retain information on that, which is wonderful but yeah Portuguese is one of the languages that I learned as a child when I spent like a month in Brazil I just like the way it sounds it's just really nice it's got just just very like my dad is from Brazil so it's got this very interesting just sound it's not quite Spanish not quite French I just like the words and the sounds so I'm like okay I'm just gonna get back into this why not but I haven't started yet either but I have a whole year it's only January it's true. We have plenty of time. And I think for me, it's just, I think I want to take one thing at a time and relax and enjoy it. Cause I think like with everything, I think taking the time and having little moments is very important because we live in a world where there's instant gratification and getting things done right away. And I feel like stopping, like as I say, stopping to smell the flowers and just enjoying something will bring more satisfaction and just saying like, yes, I did it. Let me check it off my box, that kind of thing. So, I mean, that's easy to fall into that trap. And then you get into that rat race mentality of like, I got to do this. I got to do this. Terms of crazy, which kind of brings us to the whole topic of self-care and what self-care is. Cause that's kind of a buzzword that you hear a lot in social media, 
in uh, communities and society today, everybody's like self-care, self-care. And whenever you ask somebody what self-care, someone will probably say like, oh, it's me sitting there watching like my favorite show and binging on Netflix um, over the weekend in my comfy clothes. Or someone will say, oh, it's me like enjoying up my pizza or doing this. And self-care is not really like those things, being lazy and whatnot. What self-care really is, at least what's is defined as in the Oxford Dictionary is the practice of taking action or preserving one's own health, which means that you're you're changing something habitually in yourself that's going to promote something beneficial to you. So, if you are working a full time job and all you do is like eat, sleep, drink, work, eat, sleep, drink, work, that's not really a healthy lifestyle. So, maybe self care to you is drinking more water making sure you're eating a healthy lunch, making sure you're getting that, those breaks during the day, working and getting full eight hours of sleep. That's kind of doing self-care, creating that habit of getting eight hours of sleep, drinking plenty of water and keeping a, a habit going that way versus if you're just eating, drinking and sleeping and not getting as much water during the day is not helpful to you. So that's what really self-care is. And I think understanding what it really means can help you understand what it means for yourself and how to build that into your life. Yeah. I was looking at this list from this link, this article that you sent me about, you know, what is self-care and I was looking at all these things. So before I quit my job, I did like none of these things on this list for self-care. It was what you just described, like sleep. Oh, well sleep. Maybe I got like maybe four or five hours of sleep, go to work, maybe eat something like a meal or two a day. Like I would forget to eat or I wasn't hungry or I'd forget my lunch or I didn't have time because they were like, oh, we're busy, but, and then come home and go to bed and repeat day in and day out. And I'm just looking at this list about physical care and psychological care, emotional care, social care, professional environmental, spiritual and financial. I was like, I'm not doing any of these things at that time. Now, now I have time since I am a stay at home cat mom at the moment. Like what a change to like focus on yourself. Look at your cat right now. Yeah. My cat's trying to get self-care by getting frozen. She's trying to get that yogurt. She's like, I need some care, emotional care. (laughs) But yeah, now that I have time, I realize how much I was neglecting myself because I just like shocking, really. (laughs) She's so cute. It's just like shocking how like you can just forget to do these basic things to take care of yourself because you're just kind of like depressed or you're just unmotivated because you're trapped in like a, like a job you hate or a situation you don't like. Wow. What a difference. Like a few weeks can make when you start taking care of yourself. I had like this format too, because sometimes when you think about self-care, you don't really know where to start. Of course, people want to, when they think about self-care, like I want to get that beach body and so they think more of the physical aspect of the of self-care. But like you mentioned, there are eight areas to work on. You don't necessarily have to work on all eight at the same time, but you could definitely start with one. They are listed again as physical, physiological, emotional, like social, professional, environmental, spiritual, and financial, which are all important aspects of our lives that can also be triggering and cause a lot of stress especially like the financial component, especially now with people who are currently in this pandemic COVID environment where maybe you've lost a job, maybe you've lost um, income, maybe you're, you know, unfortunately getting sick and catching all these variants and you have to miss out of work. Um, That can definitely cause a lot of stress. And then your financial side is going to be teetered down, cause you stress and you have to figure out a way to 
manage that in order to make yourself feel better. The other side of that too, is like, maybe you're a person who you think of self-care, like, well, I'm going to go buy something online to make myself feel fulfilled. Cause some people do shopping. What's it called again? It's like, it's like, um, there's a term for that when you shop, you're shopping for fun in order to make yourself feel better. Cause it gives you like an, a quick high, like, oh, I got that top I want. Yes. And then before you know it, you already spent $200 at Target. So one of the things about financial self-care is being responsible with your finances and having a conscious relationship with your money. So knowing how much money you're bringing into the home, knowing what bills need to pay on time, keeping up with anything that has to have like um, a time limit. Like if you have insurance in your car, if you have insurance in your home, you have a rental insurance, knowing when that's due and make sure it's being paid on time and saving money. So this goes back to, you can do something as simple as when you're a child, you make like a little jar and it could be like the vacation jar or the five-day jar, whatever you want it to be, and just throwing some cash in there to save, or you can even make a rainy day jar. I think that since we're in a digital age, a lot of people tend to put things in their savings account, but it's easy to because now that everything's digital, you don't have an actual like checkbook in front of you where you're doing checks and balances to see how much you have left over. It's easy to go blind and just spend money because I've done it where I've been like, oh, I thought I saw four hundred dollars in there, and I start spending money before I know it's sixty bucks left or less. So knowing how much you're spending and being conscious of those things is very important because in the digital age, it's easy to shop for something online. And before you know, you spend a lot of money, whether you're on Amazon, Target, whatever your vices, it can easily be gone. And then you're stressed like, oh no, there goes my rent. There goes my car payment. There goes this and that. So if you want to work in that specific aspect of your self-care, that's the area that needs more attention. Some of the things you can do, like I said, is monitor your income, make a budget list, write down when things are due, how much you paid. And if you did pay for something, writing down a confirmation number. So God forbid there's any issues, you can say, no, I paid it. Here's a number. And they can't really bother you with that. Um, and then something we're missing today too, because think maybe in our age group, we were taught to do housekeeping stuff. I don't know about the other generations if they're learning to manage their households or their income, their finances. Um, Cause I feel like that fell to the wayside, home ec after us so I I don't even know what you're talking about like (laughs) take that class what like I never in school learned how to find like manage finances no I don't I never I never use a check like I've never used the check I have no idea like how to balance a checkbook if somebody were to give that to me I'd be like what do you want me to do this thank god like and And I'm a year older than you That's cool. when I was in junior high, I remember we had a home ec class. We didn't have any stoves or whatever. So if we cooked anything, it was like one of those, you roll this ball up and you have like a peanut butter ball, whatever. And we I remember we sewed a teddy bear from like by hand, no sewing machine. <laughs> and then we did that. Yeah, we did things like, you know, learn how to prepare the home, like pay the bills. And, and we didn't have a baby doll. But we definitely had an egg. We had to watch, make sure the egg didn't crack or die. And then we were bad parents. So we did have that training and as silly as it sounds and as like gender specific as it sounds, because things have changed now too. I thought it was very helpful. So I think people who don't know how to take care of their home or their finances or how to organize themselves in a certain way, it's something to look into. And there, you know, doesn't have to, you don't have to follow old school gender stereotypes of like women do this, men do that, but it's something you can learn and put into your life to help you out. And I think that's, I always do a budget list for myself, but again, I need to get better with it. Cause I know I do spend a lot. Cause my husband will tell me like, 
why did you spend as much money? I was like, oh, I thought I had it in the bank because I looked, you know, two days ago. And then I did all these days of spending and I'm like, whoopsie daisy, there's nothing there. <laughs> He's like, what the hell? I do not make budget lists. I, I've, no, I don't make budget lists. I just put like things on auto pay and then I write things on the calendars when they're due and that's, uh, that's it. And I'm really bad at saving because I basically live paycheck to paycheck. So there's not a lot left over. And what I do, it's just like save it probably be like a dollar or two. And now that my bank closed recently, that's nearby. It's like even more frustrating. So I have to drive like somewhere else if I get cash to like save. I know that I can like move money over electronically too. But again, like, am I going to move $12 over into a savings account? I know I should, but sometimes it just goes to hot chocolate. But anyway, I'm just, I'm really bad at finances. I don't like to talk about it. It makes me very overwhelmed. I start crying. I just can't do it. It's, it's horrible. I'm a horrible adult in that respect for financial care. I'm just like, no, I don't even want to, I don't, I don't even like talking about this right now. You know, it's, just, it's making me very uncomfortable. I don't I think it comes down to like, just being honest with yourself and knowing things like, cause like, like when you watch those crazy shows where people are super frugal and they're able to pay off their bills because they're so frugal with how they're spending, they could put it towards the bills to get them out of the way, which I commend them. I don't have the self-discipline to live that frugally, but it does give me the incentive to say, yes, if I want to pay this bill off, I should probably like, you know, cut back on, I don't need to buy new clothes every week. You know, I can just have the same clothes I have and just deal with it and then just save the money. But it's hard when you live in this economy. Um, so I think learning how to do that is important, especially if that's something that you need specifically in your life for your mental health and your self-care that's an aspect to look forward to. Another one, the big one is obviously the physical self-care and what that's defined as that's, in, that's involving movement of your body, your health overall, your nutrition, how much sleep you're getting, rest you're getting, um, physical touch as well. So maybe if you're a person that needs to be, you know, held or shown physical love or so like that, that's something you need. That's definitely falls into the physical self-care, um, aspect and also sexual needs and desires as well as you know cliche as it sounds sex is something that humans can use to also alleviate stress and anxiety there are endorphins that are released when you have sex that make you feel less stressed and more relaxed so if you're not having a lot of sex with your partner if it's once a month because you know you're stressed you're overworked you're doing this and that I understand it happens in relationships, but if it's something that's going to benefit benefit you both physically in terms of bringing you guys together, um, physical in terms of like feeling fulfilled, feeling loved, feeling um, embraced by your significant other, that's something you definitely can work on. Um, and I wouldn't say scheduling a time to have sex. That's not romantic. That's not fulfilling, but just being mindful of like, why not? Um, and also just cuddling, cuddling on the couch, watching TV and holding each other that also releases endorphins and makes you feel loved and relaxed and safe and talking to each other. Sometimes going just for a walk together is very helpful. Um, especially going out in nature is very good. Um, again, getting that sleep eight hours is eight hours is a must. As I've gotten older, I've noticed that I will usually go to bed at eight 30 now because where my time clock says I'm tired eight 30 or nine. And then I'll go to sleep and wake up the next day, at least like seven or eight and I'm fully rested. And that helps you, that doesn't only help you like heal your body on the inside, getting all this rest. It also makes you feel better when you wake up because you're 
ready to go. Your mind is sharp. It also helps with your skin. So if you're a person that has like really dark circles in their eyes, if your skin is very pale, like you having good night's sleep helps your whole body just turn over and feel better the next day. So definitely get that. Nutrition is very important, very key. If you're a person that's constantly, you don't like to cook and you're constantly ordering something on Seamless or Grubhub, that's all fast food stuff. That's all processed food. That's not fulfilling. That's not going to give you the nutrition you need to feel better. Sometimes you have to eat healthier, like eat more vegetables, eat more of something you're missing. Sometimes a lot of us, especially in New York, are vitamin D deficient. Is getting that vitamin D in, uh, taking the self of the vitamins if you need to take vitamins, if you're deficient in that. Health is also very important. Um, a lot of us have or may not have insurance. So obviously getting an annual checkup from your doctor may be hard for those who don't have insurance. And for those who do have insurance, sometimes you don't utilize that aspect of your insurance to get your annual checkup. And, I, and I've luckily been going every year to have health insurance to keep up with my body to make sure there's nothing hidden or missing that I may need to know about. For example, everything is fine blood requires for me but I, like I had a positive ANA which means that I can have like some underlying autoimmune issues and it was having like some pain in my knees but thankfully it wasn't lupus for a time they thought it was lupus but now they're like oh it might be rheumatoid arthritis I'm not quite sure yet but they're monitoring that and I wouldn't know that if I didn't get tested and thank god everything else is normal so I don't have like a high cholesterol I don't have high glucose so I'd rather be on top of things than not so that's what makes me feel good so that's something I do, but keeping that in mind for yourself is very important. Would you say the same thing, Crystal? I know you're, it's harder for you. <laughs> yes. Again, a stay at home cat mom doesn't have health insurance, but I haven't had health insurance in years actually. So I live my life on the edge of hopefully not getting sick. But again, I had this job that I couldn't take care of myself physically. Like when you're talking about sleep, I would go to bed at nine and wake up at like 4am, but I would also wake up at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. So I never slept through the night when I had this job because it was so stressful for me. I would wake up constantly in the middle of the night and I would never get restful sleep ever. And now that I'm home, I bought a new pillow. I sleep through the whole night. It is like just shocking that this is something I can do because I wasn't able to do it for like six or seven years sleep through the night. Like I just thought that I had like insomnia or something where I was just like, Oh, this doesn't happen. I don't sleep, whatever. No, I am perfectly capable of sleeping eight hours a night because I'm not stressed out and I'm in a happier place, which is wonderful. I also don't have to wake up at 4am, which is wonderful too. getting your vitamins again, when you go to work and it's dark and you come home and it's dark in the winter, that takes a toll on your, uh, self-care and your, um, your physical well-being. I, I barely saw the sun. I would see the sun for like an hour. I know you can get those lights, those like sun lamps. Those seem really nice. It's hard. Oh, in the winter is hard. <laughs> like, you know, people who work the graveyard shift, that's like their life too. It's just yeah. like eternal darkness. You don't see the sun, like maybe just for a little bit when they wake up at like two or three in the afternoon to get ready for work again. I'm exercising every day, a little bit at a time. I'm cooking my meals at home now because we need to save some money, but I enjoy cooking. I just got a new box grater, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> Michael bought me a new box grater. Oh my God. Yeah. Just being at home, being able to rest and like do things on my own time and ugh, take our walkie talkies with the dog. That's what we call our time outside with the dog. It's walkie talkie time. So we get to talk about things while we're outside, breathing in fresh air. 
it's just, I feel so much happier and I'm a lot less cranky. You could probably ask Mike this. I don't like yell at him as often. <laughs> I'm not cranky. I'm not mad. Just, I wish that I could go to the doctor and get like a physical exam, I guess. I don't know. Do I want to know what's going on with me? That adds to stress. It's like, oh, just by the way, you're sick and dying. That's another problem in itself. But I just feel, I feel better just getting sleep and like eating because again, I used to eat like one meal a day or like two meals a day at the job. It would be like just crap all the time. Or I'd come home and be like, I'm just going to have mac and cheese because I don't want to cook. I'm exhausted, but now I can make like a full fledged meal and it's fine. I made myself a salad today for lunch. I chopped up lettuce (laughs) to make a salad for myself. I wouldn't do that normally. I think physical care is also something important now with COVID more than ever because we have the heebie-jeebies of like, oh, don't touch me. You hear a cough or a sneeze, ew, ew. ew yes. So <clears throat> living in this digital age where we're interacting with each other via Zoom or virtually, you do have that disconnect. And so having a physical contact with someone that, you know, is safe and all that stuff does help your mental health. So changing something in your life in order to increase that physical self-care portion is very important along with the psychological aspect of it. So a lot of the times, like you were saying, you were in that loop of waking up at night, going home at night, constant darkness that wasn't working for you and working so much, you were in that eat, sleep, drink, work pattern. You weren't doing anything that was fulfilling for you. And so I feel like people tend to put themselves on the wayside in order to accomplish a goal and it's detrimental to yourself. So so like psychological self-care in a way to improve things is to do something for you. So whether that's learning something new, such as like maybe you're into carpentry and you want to learn how to carve and let's say you love Harry Potter, you want to learn how to make wands. You can do that. You can learn how to make a wand, learn, will, uh, was it whittling? Um, yeah, whittling, how to wood. How to whittle the wood. Um, or you can apply like consequential thinking. Like you can like read something that's going to be enriching to you. You may read like, you're into science, so you want to read a, I wouldn't say a textbook, but you can read like maybe a nonfiction book about something you find interesting, like, I don't know, like the life of plants or something about herbology or something about spices and how they were, in, you know, discovered and stuff like that. Or if you're, you know, into the more social things, you can say like, you know, if you're being proactive and want to learn about how slavery happened, this and the other, then you can learn about that in your own time. That's what fulfills you. You want to engage and um, mindfulness and creativity. So maybe you've never painted before, unless you know right now, again, we're still in the COVID pandemic. And that's something you could do is for fun, you can do painting with Bob Ross on your own for fun. You can just pick a painting of his from one of his many videos, purchase the paint online from like um, Michael's, get the paint you need, get a thing, have it shipped to you and just paint at home. And no one needs to know if it's a work of art or not. You're just doing it for you. It's something that you're challenging yourself with. You might find enjoyable. And I think Bob Ross is very relaxing. So I would enjoy doing that too. You can be creative in so many different ways. So you can either be painting or crocheting or knitting or um, embroidery, or they have these things called diamond painting. Now you can just like stick these little diamonds and make a picture puzzles. If you're into that, something that's going to like challenge your mind and do something you haven't done in a while or even reading a book word search crosswords I hate crosswords I can't do them but if that's what you're into (laughs) do it just something that's going to engage you and make you feel 
happy and fulfilled that you're doing something different. It breaks the routine up in your mind that it's not just like, wake up, get on the train, do my job, eat dinner, take a shower, go to bed, do it again, do it again. And then you're exhausted for the, the weekend. So psychological self-care is definitely important. So just try to change it, you know, read a book, do something new. I mean, again, we're living in a COVID world. Sometimes things are virtual. You can, again, do Peloton. Peloton has classes. You can do yoga if you've never done yoga, bar classes, meditation classes if you've never done meditation, some stretching, something that's different you've never done. They even have like online karate classes or taekwondo or kickboxing. Try something different. You may never know. Take a hip hop class. Learn something new. Pop and lock. <laughs> Salsa uh, class. You don't have to be good at your hobbies. You just have to enjoy them. Exactly. There's a bunch of like, I think the old rage right now is like belly dancing classes, just doing that at home. So that's what you're into. Do it. This is true. Yeah. You don't have to be good at your hobbies. You just have to do something. What did I do? I started learning how to crochet, not to not crochet knit. I made the worst hat, but the process of making the hat was very relaxing. I was very proud of my pearls and my regular stitches. Can I make anything good? No. Did I undo the hat and just reuse the yarn and make another scarf? Sure. <laughs> it's not anything good looking, but I just did it. I enjoyed it. It was relaxing. It was fun. And I learned a new skill. Yeah. I mean, pfft. now I'm thinking of, I'm going to read a book because to be fair, I didn't have time to read books when I was at my job. Again, I didn't want to read because I was in that loop. And when I did have time to read, it was like reading for classes too. So I didn't have any time to like read for fun. So I'm going to read a book and forward to reading a book. I have to get my library card to keep forgetting. I love library. I get my library card so I can rent books. Yeah. And reading is a great way to escape the now, like right now might be hard to travel for that. And yes, you can watch. It's easy to passively watch something on TV and pretend like you're watching Emily in Paris. Like, oh, I want to be in Paris. Um, and yes, you can feel like you're there and feel fulfilled, but it's not like reading a book where a character can really take you somewhere and you're um, in that. You know? Not everyone's as visual with books. If you're more visual and you need to see it on TV, that's still fine. I like to travel with Anthony Bourdain in his show, No Reservations, where he goes and eats food in other countries and talks to people. I love that show. And there's like another Netflix show that's coming out that I'm really excited about next week where it's like Asia, like they visit Asian cities and it's like the nightlife and what it's like after dark. And I'm like very excited to watch the show because I cannot travel anywhere. I don't have a passport that's up to date. I have no extra money. Um, so I'm gonna travel with my TV and I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. <laughs> That's it. That's stuff that takes care of your self-care, whatever, whatever it takes to feel fulfilled in your life. You don't have to feel like you have to give something up and just live this rat race life. Um, And it's just things you got to change slowly. It's not something you change right away. It's not something you force yourself to do either. So if you're not consistently doing it, it doesn't mean you're failing. It just means that you're just trying to build a healthier routine by incorporating one of these pillars that you feel is deficient in your life. Another important pillar is emotional self-care and this is something that you can do such as like enhancing your emotional uh, literacy navigating emotions increasing empathy especially nowadays again with COVID it's very hard to be empathetic especially if you work in the medical field such as Chriselle and myself at one point where we are 
caregivers and we give a lot of ourselves and sometimes we are verbally abused by staff and by clients and so it's hard to you know give back and say I understand you're upset right now because this and that the other because you yourself are drained and emotionally um tired and exhausted so increasing empathy is very important managing stress is super important and very critical right now more than ever again we're cooped up in our homes we're cooped up at work we have to wear masks and adhere to all these restrictions so that can be very stressing um, not getting accurate information, especially right now with the CDC saying yes, no, yes, no. And that makes it can be very stressful as well. So that can affect our emotional state. Um, again, developing compassion for others, again, is really hard this time because, you know, we're also, we all have compassion fatigue from COVID in general. We're tired. Everyone's tired. <laughs> Everyone's tired from the COVID in general because everybody wants to party. They want to go to concerts. They want to do things. And it sucks when you have a little bit of freedom, like, no, 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 everybody going to lockdown again. So it's very frustrating. So that's very hard. And some of the, I, I'm a super introvert, you know, this first part of the pandemic, I was, Oh, you want me to stay in my house? Yes. Thank you. I will stay in my house. But like, this is now two, two years now. Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to go to a restaurant and not worry if I'm going to get sick and then have to self-isolate because I was around people in order to see my mom. Like mm -hmm. I've seen my mom probably four times or something in the last two years. She only lives 45 minutes away, but she's unvaccinated. I cannot put her at risk if I want to just go eat out. Mm -hmm. We don't go eat out. We cannot do these things because if I want to see my mother in any capacity, I need to make sure that I am not like around people. It's just tiring. <laughs> so yep. it's tiring. And now that it's winter, I don't even have the option to go like outside to like a brewery or something because that would be fine. It's outside. There's so much space. You can easily spread away, like spread out and get away from people. There's just that option's not here anymore because it's the winter. I'm very cooped up and I'm just tired. Like I just want to go out and do something. Like I want to take the dog to the brewery and make friends. Yeah. Even if you want to do something, there's always that hassle of like you got to schedule a time. You have to make if you're vaccinated to show proof and it's all these steps. When versus like before, it was kind of like if you wanted to go do something, just go and do it. That can be emotionally draining and very stressful. So some of the ways. You can counteract that and improve this pillar of self-care the emotional aspect of it is by writing a journal and you can write a journal traditionally like a diary if you want to like dear diary on this day and expressing your emotions what happened getting it out so it's not harboring inside of you if you're not able to express that to a loved one or, or a spouse or a significant other that would listen to you and i'm not saying vent and like dump this emotional load on someone else, but you can't, you know, have a conversation. If you can't do that, writing it down helps. Um, you can do a bullet journal. Um, that's something I'm experimenting with. And that can kind of fall into different categories because that can go into the emotional aspect where you can express your emotions and plan things out and organize. It can also go into the financial side. It goes under the psychological aspect too, because you can be creative in a bullet journal. You can like put quotes, uh, draw little doodles, do whatever it is you like in this journal because yours do. And another thing is, is saying no. So you, setting your boundaries. So if you're a person that used to be like, yes, 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 I, I can do this, I can do this. 
and you find out that you're very tired at the end of the day because you're not only running around from work, but you're running around doing these little side missions, as I call them sometimes, after work, it can emotionally drain you. Um, an example of this is like my husband. He's a wonderful man. He always wants to help people. He sometimes will overtax himself by working all day long and then doing a lot of things for other people and not saying no and giving him time to himself time to rest. And that can be exhausting and that can be detrimental to your own uh, mental health. So saying no is very important. And this can not only matter both professionally and personally. So if you're at work and you're someone's telling you, oh, can you stay late? Can you do this? You're saying yes, 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 yes. You might want to think about saying no once in a while. And it's okay because I mean, you need that rest, you need that time off. So setting these boundaries and saying no also plays a big role in emotional stress um, and the emotional self-care pillar because we're all guilty of it. We all want to help. We all want to be there. And sometimes we forget to refill our own cup because we're helping everybody else. I'm the queen of no. <laughs> and you know this too. <laughs> My I'm always is- like, no, I don't want to. No, yeah. I'm not going there. No, I don't want to go out. No, I'm not going to take this picture. No, I am... <laughs> I'm the queen of saying no. I love it. It's great. I used to be the person that I, think I would say I was, I was 60, 40. I would definitely be like 60% yes, 40% no, because I do have that leadership quality where I want to lead and show the right way to people and help out. But then I noticed that sometimes doing that, putting myself out there, wasn't giving me anything back beneficial. Cause if, if I covered something for somebody, would that person do it for me? No. If I did this, does that person show that they really cared? No. So I was kind of like, why am I doing this to myself? So I analyzed the situation and said, you know what? From now on, I'm going to just do a pros and cons. And if it's more cons than pros, I'm going to say no. If there's you know, something more beneficial, I'll say yes. Um, and that definitely helped me out to balance myself out. Because emotionally, I would say that I was hurting myself detrimentally. Because I do give a lot of myself to others. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn over time not to do that. So that's definitely something I have improved on. I think I have perfected. Hi, Chriselle here. We're going to end the podcast now because this ended up being a very long conversation about self-care. We will pick up discussing the remaining pillars of self-care next week in part two. If you want to join the discussion with us, we are on social media at, you know, Instagram at Catnip and Chill Pod, Twitter, Pod Chill. We're also on TikTok as well, Catnip and Chill Pod too. If you want to look at our dumb videos, that would be great. Um, and you can also email us at Catnip and Chill Pod at gmail.com we'd love to make some new friends and talk about things so please join us have a great day and we'll see you next week bye